0: And I'm Ben, and uh, welcome back. I know we had a little hiatus there. I know that gives away our timing, but I don't care because yeah. this is going to be the one that comes out tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what happens.
1: Yeah, we we got full of turkey and uh, sickness,
0: full of <laughs> turkey and illness. Yes, which is um, you know you probably be able to hear it maybe a little bit Ben and I's voice today. I've uh, <clears throat> it's really amazing. I, I was hitting some notes in church today that were uh, that were very low.
1: Yeah, I was uh, the other day at work. I was like, hey, <laughs> I think I could. Uh, Base for a quartet. That's right, <laughs> Luke.
0: I am your father, Darth. I am your father. But no, we uh, we we had our Thanksgiving, so hopefully everybody had a good had a good holiday, and uh, we did. I, I I'll tell you my my story first. So I started getting sick two days before Thanksgiving, and I know whatever's going around, which is actually going to be the topic of our discussion today, something that we haven't covered yet. Um, which is kind of funny given how many episodes in we are. But we we when we started the show we were pretty far removed from the days that were COVID. But we're gonna go there today. Yeah, we are. But um and we're gonna talk about some some history because I think it's it's kind of it's it's like here we are in winter, right? And everything always comes back up in the winter. But I started getting sick two days before Thanksgiving and uh just start with a runny nose. We were out getting um food for Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, by that night, man, I mean, I was full on, full on in bad shape. So by the time Thanksgiving rolled around on Thursday, I was in the full throes of it. I couldn't taste any of my food. And,
1: oh, man. that man, I know No what,
0: pumpkin pie. What a bummer of a day. No whipped cream. No. Thankfully, I'm a fat guy. So, like, my brain does a really good job of knowing what that should taste like, but you still can't taste it.
1: Yeah. I'm, I started uh, getting down by Sunday. Maria, she's probably, I would say, Friday, Saturday. Before Thanksgiving? After. Right? After Thanksgiving. Yeah, after. So and you know here here we are a week later. Yeah, just kind of lingering.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really tired and you know whatever, but I would say like I've been telling everybody somewhere between uh, a cold and a flu. Yeah. You know, sore throat, runny nose, congestion, head I, congestion.
1: I'm pretty sure I probably had a fever Wednesday uh, and Thursday. I
0: think I did too because I remember on Thanksgiving day I would like sweat. I was sweating yeah. profusely. At you times. didn't have the meat sweats? No, I did not have the meat sweats. <laughs> no, I didn't because I couldn't taste much meat, so I didn't <laughs> eat much meat.
1: I fixed two turkeys.
0: Now, this is the thing. Turkey or ham? Turkey.
1: Oh, yeah, nice. I'd rather have the hams. Oh, man. I, I'm I, a, tur- I,
0: a turkey guy. I will say this, though. And you and you have not lived until you've had my mother-in-law's turkey.
1: I don't know. You yeah, haven't lived until oh. have had my... I put butter under the skin. Oh, yes.
0: My, I'm pretty sure that... I I don't know how much animals actually <clears throat> exists in my mother-in-law's turkey. I think it's mainly butter with uh, I, with some animal presence. I think
1: I put like a pound on a turkey, pound of butter.
0: Yes. It's basically having like a turkey colonoscopy and turkey bath <laughs> or a butter <laughs> butter colonoscopy and butter bath. Yes. And it's uh, like, I'll have some turkey with the side of, or my, with some butter with the side oh, of turkey, yeah. oh, essence yeah. of turkey mixed in my butter, please. Yeah. 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 But, but no, we, we, we are still, uh, we're still recovering, uh, coughing in each other's faces. We wanted to talk about COVID because tis the season uh, for us to talk about COVID. And we variants. did say COVID. We did say COVID. That's C O V I D COVID, COVID. Dash 19. Now, I have to
1: say, we. <laughs> no, what? Uh, <laughs> Corona. <laughs> Corona. <laughs> Corona. Oh, the coronavirus. Uh, the coronavirus. You know, the funny thing is, I know this way off. Maria's grandpa, his middle name was Corona. Yeah, see? It's the Mexicans that did this to us. Yeah.
0: not the Chinese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to have, his name was uh, Fausto Corona Fuentes.
0: Yeah, or uh, Katrina. <laughs> There's certain things now, nobody <laughs> names their <for> kids. Adolf. Is <laughs> any Germans named Adolf nowadays? I don't know. I making a comeback. I doubt it. I well, we're just like hitting them all today. Well, we are. We're <laughs> going to get on the band list for sure by the end of today. <laughs> That's not our goal, but I think we're working on it all the same. These these variant names are hilarious, if though. If you can't laugh, then he, what's your he, problem? You got to, man, especially in this world. So I read these two variants to you before we hit record, and here they are. <laughs> I love how we started off and we would name them things, and they actually had decent names, and now they're just like, okay, we give up. JN.1 and BA.2.86. Those are the two variants.
1: I'm sure they probably have some kind of significance. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, probably, it's probably all the chemicals they put in. This, yes, when right. they create That's, it To
0: find out what, <laughs> what exactly is going to work and not work. We're the test subjects. Oh, da- daily COVID hospitalizations. The seven day average count of hospital beds filled with Corona positive patients. You know, it's kind of amazing here. Look in 2022, January, 23, we are way over one hundred and forty thousand, and now I guess thought, what we're down to like ten thousand three hundred.
1: A legitimate question. I, I thought getting vaccinated, these people would be okay. Why aren't they?
0: Well, which vaccination do you refer to—the first or the fiftieth 50th, 50th shot?
1: Whatever one. You should be.
0: Now I okay. Now <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I, and I and I wanted to make sure that we say this. If you are one of the people that got vaccinated. And you are listening to us. We love you too. You, you made a decision and whatever your decision is, Hey, it was your decision to make. Now we obviously have our own opinions on this and we're going to share those opinions today, but, and I hope, and I think a lot of people, all right. I think a lot of people that got vaccinated have now looked, I know people that I've had this discussion with Yeah, that have been vaccinated and went, I didn't get any more because I realized this was complete bullcrap. crap. And the, and we were being lied to. And I think some people, though, I think some people, it's, it's, you know what? It's a very interesting psychological response that people have to this specific thing, because what do you do when it's in your body and you can't take it out? Yeah. You know, and, and the way people respond to that is some people are like, I am committed. I'm doing this no matter what.
1: Yeah. Could we like interspace space, shrink down a guy and go ahead and remove it? <laughs>
0: That'd be kind of cool. We should. not We probably have the technology to do that, actually, but we're definitely not going to use it.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, I, well, I worked at a place like years ago, and we had to get um what is it, Hep, the Hep shot? Oh, Hep, yeah, Hep B. Yeah, because we did a lot of uh, plumbing work. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, I got I went through that series yeah. and got that. You know because we dealt with a lot of nasty plumbing issues, toilets, and I too
0: am vaccinated against Hep
1: B. and you know that uh, that's good because that's you know something you physically can come in contact with somewhere. Mm-hmm. would you get it again today if, if if you had to? No, yeah, you know how many tetanus shots I've yeah. <laughs> Adam, you, you would... wouldn't
0: you wouldn't get your va your vaccinated?
1: No, I don't think I would because not around that stuff anymore.
0: If that makes sense. Um, I would I would not do it because I do not, after what I watched through COVID, I do not trust them at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, when we went through that, those of us who um, made the decision consciously to not get vaccinated because we didn't trust things and we saw something was wrong. Yeah. We got labeled anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Which really at the time was not true. You know, we were not, most of us were not anti-vaxxers. I've you know. always been. I'm sorry. Well, now I am. Now I'm a proud anti vaxxer Absolutely, you can you can put that label on me all day, because if 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 you believe as I believe, and you watch what I watched, and you see what I saw, and and you come out of it thinking what I think, then how can you trust them ever again to put anything in your body? Yeah, no way. Like, I know. I got like uh, you know we had a kiddo, and you guys did too. That was due to get um, some te- some shots, not tetanus, but some uh, vaccinations this year to finish off in order for them to finish off school, and we completely did a um, yeah exemption exemption form not yeah. happening
1: yeah and
0: when, you can the other thing too is you can see it like when you go back and you look at the records like when we started pumping a bunch of drugs in the kids yeah you know with all the vaccination like the bell curve for the vaccination where it spiked way up like yeah. a hockey stick autism went right with it yeah
1: did you uh you have chicken pox when you were a kid? I did twice. Oh, you were one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I was one of the double winners. I uh, I got it. Uh, now they have, like, now they said that the uh, chicken pox vaccine is, like, slowing down and not working. Was oh, there uh, a chicken pox vaccine? Yeah, my kids had it. Really? Yeah.
0: Man, they give them all kinds of stuff. You know? I know. That's um, the scary.
1: That's why we, we, like, a you know, big deal, chicken pox. Get it over with. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, you get a week out of school. Yeah. Now, well, now um, the kids were telling me like when we were in school, like if you had lice, you weren't allowed to go to school. Now kids go to school with lice.
0: Really? Yeah. They don't, they don't make you go
1: home? No. How come? They just like, no, there's like. So
0: if you get like the least little bit of a cough, they're going to send you home until you get a COVID test. But then if you got lice, you can just run around school. Yeah, pretty much. Well, if that don't tell you how the government works, nothing does.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I guess there's <laughs> lice going around the school.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, you know. So, you know, going back to this, like when I got sick, I, I had someone today, and, and they didn't mean anything by this. This is just naturally how people people just ask the question. The person asked me, do you think you had COVID? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't get tested anymore. Yeah. What's the difference?
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't change a thing. Yeah, if, Are you <laughs> going to treat it any different?
1: If you get tested, you can't work. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's so silly. I mean... Like,
0: it's punitive, right? Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it doesn't do any good except get everybody spun into a tizzy. Yeah. And the other thing too is I've been tested three times and not a single one of those times was it accurate. Yeah. And I know that because one of the times that I got tested specifically was on my honeymoon and I was already symptomatic.
1: And it said no. And it said no. No. Tested negative. Oh, hey, you had a good honeymoon, right? (laughs) Until
0: the last day when I (laughs) felt like crap. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic honeymoon. Yeah, we had a great time. I just Uh, did. She get sick as well. She did not until we started coming home, and then Uh. she started feeling sick. And then when we got picked up from the airport, my son was sick when he picked us up. And before we left, our youngest that's still home with us was sick. Yeah. So uh, Jesse probably brought it home from school, and then we probably contracted it before we left. And then however long for the onset, and then. Yeah. I was the lucky recipient during vacation. Oh, man. And it started like every other flu starts, but then, you know, I mean, we're talking nine, ten days in, and then that's when I was running 103 fever, and I'm doing worse than I was when I first got sick. You know, can't smell uh, anything, can't taste anything.
1: We don't need to be told to wear a and stay home when we're sick. No. If I'm, as a responsible person, yes. if I am sick...
0: Should not be out gallivanting around everywhere anyway. Exactly. Yeah, there's a point where like you get to now where it's like I'm not, I, I can't stop my life because I've got a stuffy nose or yeah. a little bit of a cough lingering. That's stuff going in my chest. Yeah, I'm coming out of it right. And like I know I'm coming out of this. It's just taking a while to get out of it. But yeah, when I was in the throes of stuff, I'm like, man, I shouldn't be out anyway.
1: I know you don't feel like no. It. I do you feel like crap? Stay home. I know uh, when we when we had COVID the first time. I didn't know I had COVID because yeah, it was just like it, the weather. It was, I remember it was, uh, 2020, December 19. Cause mm-hmm. I remember like the 19th of December and we mm-hmm. went out, we were, we ran all around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Touching everything. <laughs> Cause I
1: didn't, I didn't feel, I just felt kind of, eh, the weather was bad. Yeah. Crappy weather. Everybody. And so we go around and we go to eat and I go to eat and I'm like, I can't taste the salsa. I was like, that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so I'm like, uh, huh, that's weird. That's never happened to me before. Right. And so I'm like, give me something to smell. I couldn't smell anything. And I'm like, that is so weird. Yeah. So went and took a test and yeah.
0: Yeah. See now,
1: no, and
0: never I, tested. Right.
1: And so I said, yes, I had it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's, yeah, just, it wasn't like, you know, oh, I, you know, to help the numbers, it was just like, okay, kids are home from school for Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Let's just ride this out. Yeah. And we got sick really bad, me and my wife. Yeah. I thought thought she was going to die. I thought uh, I was going to die. That's scary, man. Yeah. She said she felt like everything was shutting down on her. My brother literally almost died. He got put in the hospital. Yeah. Did Yeah, Did he go on a vent?
0: Uh, No, but we were getting close and, um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, I think, um, I think your dad just shared the story of his father, your grandfather, where he feels like he got put in the hospital for one reason, which was to, to preach to the man next to him yeah, and, um, who your father wound up actually talking to and, and he accepted the Lord like the day before he died, I think. Yeah. Um, in my brother's case, he got put in the hospital and here he is, he's a thousand miles away and 1200 miles away in Tampa and I'm just helpless feeling, right? Can't do anything. And, uh, really scared. And, um, there was a guy that was in there with him whose wife, um, they both got hospitalized and they actually separated them and she went to another hospital and got put on a vent. Oh man. And he was in the same hospital as my brother and was not doing well. And so my brother just wound up praying with him and uh, praying for his wife. And um, they actually both made a full recovery. That's good. Yeah. So I, I think that there were some things in there going on from a faith perspective that were emote, things in motion. But, yeah, that's really scary. Yeah. Um, he was, like, crashing, like my brother. Like, um, he had laid on the couch, and he was basically drowning in his own fluid, man. Yeah. He had to come take him
1: to the hospital. Yeah. That's um, Caleb or youngest son he's real susceptible to pneumonia Mm. so when he gets he'd get a cough and he could get pneumonia Mm -hmm. and so i always tell him don't be laying down get up and move even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel good get up and move and he's like why I was like, because you don't want the fluid to build up yep and he's like i I can't i was like i'd make him get up and move and that's the if you don't move you collect us then you die
0: Yes. So I think one of the things that happened with my brother is they worked so hard to break his fever. Yeah. Like before he got in the hospital, they worked so hard to break his fever all the time that he wasn't getting any sleep. And I am a firm believer that we treat fever way too fast. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Because if you think about it, a fever is your body's natural response to ramping up your immune system to fight off whatever you have going on, right? Yeah. So I'm a firm believer that you should only treat a fever, now this is Dr. Kyle talking, <laughs> PhD, <laughs> when you, um, obviously the fever is getting to a point where it's not safe anymore, like 103, you know, 103, 104 is getting up there, right? You need to treat your fever. Yeah. Uh, Probably more like 104, but it depends on the person, right? Like my wife runs low. Adrian runs low. So she's 103. She's in trouble. So when it gets too high or the other thing is before you go to bed, because if I have the least little bit of a fever when I'm sleeping, I cannot get solid sleep. I have the most crazy lucid dreams.
1: Too hot to move.
0: Well, you just like, I just get the weirdest, most strange, very lucid dreams. There's something that happens in that dream state that just you gets know, weird. Speaking of dreams,
1: I, I haven't been sleeping well in months. I mean, bad. Like, it's like, maybe I got an hour's sleep. So, sleep for months. And Maria's like, why don't you take some melatonin? And mm. I was like, no, I can't. And. One morning, I was like, man, I'm so tired. Maybe I should tonight. And it was like, I got this feeling of like peace saying, don't. There's a reason why I want you to be dreaming. It's like almost a message from God. I, it was. I believe it was. God's. Yeah. And I, I, I will say I've taken Benadryl, and that does knock me out. But it's not to the point of where I still know what's going on. I still have dreams. I still... But they're crazy, crazy dreams, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not sleeping, but uh, it feels like I'm getting plenty of rest. And that's but, true, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know, folks. Maybe God's preparing me for something. <laughs> you get it here first, death. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> you know, I've got a, I've got a, a good friend of mine who he, he literally sleeps probably about four hours a night.
1: Yeah, he's always done that, and he feels fine. Yeah, it's some it's, people can do that. It's weird. I, I fall asleep. I roll over and I remember all my dreams and like some of them do stick out, but
0: I would think that you would have to be getting at least in, in, into 45. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. 45 an hour because you know, you're typically a dream cycle is about an hour and a half. Yeah. Or like a sleep cycle is an hour and a half. Right. And then a lot of people have the hour and a half. And what happens is they hit the bottom and they wake up. Yeah. Right. And then you get all disrupted. Yeah. But you kind of, you go through the, the sleep cycles yeah
1: i say i sleep it's I, I i wake up at one every night and i wake up at four
0: maybe you got a friend that wants to talk to you in the house
1: i don't know
0: no, no. do we um, did we scare all the oogie boogies away
1: i don't know if there's any oogie, oogie boogies left but <laughs> good they all left uh, it's maybe uh, you need to come back you slept better when they were there <laughs> I, probably, I probably did But you know, you're talking about dreams, but yeah, that's, and, and I do, I, when I remember them, I tell them to Maria and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but yeah, it's strange. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now the first time around, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of a story. Like we were on our honeymoon and I, I remember right before we left was when they, they had come out with operation warp speed. All right, this is still when Trump was in office. It was his brainchild for for doing this. So if you're a Trump supporter, I'm going to talk negative of, about your boy for a second because it just was a bad idea.
1: Thought of Scotty, I'm giving her all she can, I'm Captain. Her, can't, <laughs> she can't take much more, Captain. <laughs> I'm giving her all she's got.
0: We're gonna find the Fauci. <laughs> uh,
1: so we they, just got banned. Yeah, whatever.
0: I don't care. Uh, I will speak out against this nonsense every day. If that gets me banned, it gets me banned. You can't ban me from the Lord. The Lord will keep me safe and protect me. But um, I remember the Operation Warp Speed had come out. And we went on our honeymoon in March right after that. Because Warp Speed came out kind of the end of the year. Yeah. Whatever that was. 19, 20. 20. So. Or was that 21? I huh? think it was 20. Yeah. Um, 19. I don't know, whatever. So, um, came out at the end of the year and then we went on our honeymoon right after that because we had waited about six months after we got married to go on our honeymoon because COVID had shut everything down. And, um, they had, if you remember, they started staging, least here, yeah. um, what age groups could get the yeah. shot, right? Yeah. And they had just opened up our age group before we went on our honeymoon. And so we went on a honeymoon and we were like, I, I remember it differently than Adrian. I remember us thinking, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we should get this or not, but, but kind of considering maybe we should or shouldn't or whatever, because it was still fairly early. Right. But things just weren't seeming like to make sense. Cause I think we were kind of leaning towards let's not do this. Cause it just, yeah, there's just a lot of things here that don't make any sense. How could we have proven the, you know, the safety of this in literally like a couple months Those that wait
1: upon the Lord shall renew their
0: strength. There you go. And so then we go, we go on our honeymoon in Mexico.
1: Oh, you went there.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, it was amazing. LeBlanc. There's my plug. LeBlanc, if you're listening, you owe me a free trip now because I just gave you free marketing. So I can be found at. Never mind. Um, So we get sick and clearly it's COVID. Come home. And the reason I know it's COVID is because it was like every telltale sign was there. Yeah, Like perfect markers for everything. The only thing we didn't have is we didn't get the chest congestion, but I had a horrible cough, horrible yeah. cough. Um, But never anything junk in my chest, which was good. And I had it worse than everybody else in the house. And here we're nine days in and I'm still running 103 fever. And I'm like, man, this is something's wrong here because we got tested down there and we both tested negative, right? So I thought, well, it can't be COVID; it must be a flu or something. They just wanted to get you back home, exactly. They because if if you tested positive, you had to stay there on their dime, yeah, and you got locked in your room, yeah. But you were able to stay at a resort, and then they would bring you food, and <laughs> so they wanted you out. So I don't know. That's the theory. So here we are, are in the, the Tinfoil Hat Club. We first. are in the Tinfoil Hat Club. So we are nine days in, right? I'm Adrian's probably seven days in. A- Ethan's probably a little further along than I am because he was sick when he picked us up. So we're right about the same. And we're like, man, we should go get tested again, and because something's off here. So we go get tested again. I test negative again. So you
1: were probably past the.
0: Date. I don't know. I was past my sell by date. Yeah, but here I was symptomatic when I got tested the first time and tested negative, negative. and Adrian tested positive and Ethan tested positive. Yeah. It's so stupid. And and <clears> the <throat> tests were not designed to do what they're doing with them. Yeah. The, even the guy that created the tests were, will tell you that they are not designed to do what they are doing with them. They're not designed to be a leading indicator of, of whether or not you have COVID.
1: So it's not a pregnancy test though. No,
0: it's, it looks like one though. I know.
1: So it's, it's, it's about the same, it's the, <laughs> the same anxiety. No kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. A pregnancy test is a lot of invasive to your body. Yeah. Uh, Cause I remember the, and this is you know, that was the third time I got tested. Cause the first time I got tested was in the previous year when things started happening in in the first place. I think I got sick before the honeymoon. Yeah. I think that was the second time I had COVID. Yeah. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, it, it, it tested negative as well. So I don't know. Maybe I just had a flu or something.
1: You know, everybody gets sick in the wintertime. time do. Little, we all get like, sick. You know, we're we're not outside yeah, as and, much.
0: And I don't know that we've had COVID. I'm not saying we've had COVID. But the thing that you can see, and and why, why we're talking about this today, is we need to talk about kind of the sins of our past, right? And looking at this, because they're still, they're still propagating this nonsense that everything is COVID. Yeah and you see these news articles like like what i read earlier about showing the statistics as far as hospitalizations this is straight from nbc news right and they're talking about you know these different stupid named variants or right ever or, or whatever we're talking about uh covid drives hospitalizations across the country as winter virus season ramps up right and they got this whole huge thing make it sound like everybody's in the hospital and literally like latest statistics were from november 25th so right around thanksgiving and we had 11,000 people across the country in the hospital from COVID. That's it? That's I mean, it. I, I mean, you know, and well, the other thing too is COVID positive. Well, we all know these tests are stupid. I mean, I just gave you three examples right there just from my own my own story, my own personal examples of how these tests are stupid in their bunk. And we all know that. Yeah. And so there's no point to go get tested. There's no point in it. Don't go get tested. I'm going to tell you right now, don't get tested. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get tested, go crazy, but yeah. Now we did get some of the at-home tests.
1: Yeah, that's what we did. We didn't go anywhere. The first time we went, we went to CVS. Yeah. And this was so, okay, speaking of, I have our own story. The first time, like, we get COVID, I test positive. The boys, Isaac and Caleb, both symptomatic. Both, one was positive, one was negative. You know,
0: yeah, that's how's that possible? Yeah, that tells you something right there, too. Yeah, the testers, the test stock. The only reason that we did the at home tests when the government was giving away for free, quote unquote, free. Yeah, (laughs) I always love when the government gives us stuff for free because we pay for it. it. it Always makes me giggle, right? Uh, it's like, holy cow, yeah, it's like they're the ultimate rapists. (laughs) 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 Jeez, it's crazy. So we did the test because, um, not so much for me. Or anyone other than uh, Jesse, because the school at the time was being ridiculous. Yeah. And they're like, if the kids have a sniffle, then they they can't come back until they have a COVID test. Yeah. A negative test. So by the time you could schedule to go get the test, they, they either had to wait. They either had to get a negative COVID test and come back or they could wait 10 days and then come back. Yeah. And by it, because because everyone was requiring this. Yeah. We literally couldn't even get him in to get him tested I know. until like day eight. So there's like, well, what's the point? We'll just wait 10 days and then have him go back. Well, it was killing him in school. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to get these stupid tests and then <laughs> we'll just test it at home and I'll stick it in a fishbowl and come yeah. negative and send him
1: back to school. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, when we were kids, we still had, we, we were dying, dude. Yeah, to go to school.
0: I, I will confess. I literally jammed two Tylenols in one of my kids' mouth one time to break their fever and send them to school. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, we did the same thing. Our parents did the same thing. And we were probably a little extreme there. We probably should have been some, had some times where we didn't go and, you know,
1: whatever. But it, it's gone completely the other way now. I mean, usually we, okay, I can admit, we stayed home when we didn't want to go to school. But when we were sick, we wanted to go to school. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to stay home when you're sick.
0: Well, especially if you have parents that are any good, which sucks at the time that you're a kid because the good parents are the ones that make you like, okay, if you're going to be here, you're not going to just sit around and do nothing and play games and watch. You know, it's going to, if you're going to be here, you're sick.
1: Yeah. I used to get really bad migraines when I was a kid. And I mean, like to the point to where I'd like throw up to feel better. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've been uh, there at one time. Oh, man. I, I, That's rough. I think, I think I, hit my head. I know. I, I remember when I hit my head and mm-hmm. I think that was a, like an ongoing, I probably had a concussion cause I was running down a hill at my aunt and uncles and I fell back and I hit my head on the ground. I had a huge oh, knot. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can get concussed dude. And I threw up after that. Yeah, yeah. So I was there and I think it was a lingering thing going forward, you know, looking back cause we didn't know anything about that. How many no. times did we get hit in the head when we were kids?
0: Oh, all the time.
1: And so By our parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so. That's why and I would I would get so sick. Yeah. And I'm I'm finally getting over. It took a long time. I mean, it was like mostly through elementary school. My arm would go numb and everything. Oh, I mean, wow. it was serious. I thought I was dying.
0: You fell down a hill, quote unquote.
1: Oh yeah, I did. I was it was early in the morning. Do I need to talk to your parents? Do they uh, have confessions they need to make? I was running down a hill in the <laughs> dew it was like a family reunion, so it was Labor Day weekend, so yeah. the dew was on the ground and yeah. barefoot. <laughs>
0: I remember having something similar happen. We were playing tackle football in the backyard and I got, I was playing quarterback and I got tackled head on. And so when the kid took me down to the ground, hit whipped kind of whip effect and my head went into the, into the ground. Have you ever hit the, you probably did this. You may remember this when you did it. When you hit the back of your head hard like that, your teeth hurt.
1: Oh man. You know, you could feel the pain in your teeth. I saw
0: stars.
1: Yeah. We were watching our kids play red Rover. That's a dangerous game. (laughs) And Isaac took out Ellie. She <laughs> flattened her out. Oh, wow. Pretty sure she got a concussion from that because yeah. she had, and I and it was kind of going off, but still, it's still the same thing. There's, it's an unknown thing. Yes. You know, we don't understand. We're just now learning about concussions and things.
0: Yeah. The, have, have you ever seen the movie? Uh, have you seen the movie Concussion? No. With Will Smith? No. That's actually a good show. I recommend it. Um, no matter what you think of Will, because Will's cheese has definitely slid off his cracker. Um, he plays Dr. Benjamin Amalu, which was the real story, uh, true story, about a Pittsburgh pathologist. The guy was African, an African doctor, and he was a pathologist in Pittsburgh, and they had one of the guys from the seventy, one of the 70 championship teams, uh, who was a center, who um, committed suicide.
1: Yeah.
0: And he goes to do the pathology on this guy and the autopsy, and starts looking at his brain and is like this something's off here because this dude's only in his fifties and he has like severe um, Alzheimer's symptoms. And that's not normal for a 50 year old brain to have like deteriorated that much. And he gets a lot of pushback and ultimately winds up funding this himself to have the guy's brain like analyzed. And they come to find out that they have CTE. That's where the CTE came from, the uh, chronic traumatic encephalitis. So really, ultimately, when he started digging into it, like football is a good example. When you're a lineman, you know, he said it's like having 30, 40 car crashes a game. Yeah. Because your head is smashing into something in a helmet, but you're smashing into your opponent. Yeah. So it's literally like the equivalent of being in however many car crashes every day.
1: Same with professional wrestlers. Yeah.
0: Or so, like even soccer players yeah. because they're doing a lot of headers and stuff. You know, you're you're, you're having impact to your skull. Boxers, yeah. yeah. Um, imagine a boxer. I mean, you're getting your brain sloshed around all day, and our our physiology is not designed to have your brain tissue shot around in your skull yeah. at high speed. We yeah. do not have the anchoring to do that. We have fluid in our skull that helps give us a little cushion. But it doesn't take much force to yeah. have the brain push away the fluid and then smash up against the skull. And then when you do that, it's like any other place in your body and you develop bruises.
1: You know, woodpecker and a woodpecker's yeah, tongue
0: wraps they, around his yes. brain. Yeah. They, they they kind of talk about that in the show yeah. where a woodpecker is physiologically designed by God to take the repeated high impact of what they do. Yeah. You know, they have the physiology to keep them from you know, having brain damage when that happens. Yeah. But if you want to go strap a woodpecker outfit on and go to a tree, you will not have such success, I like guarantee you. Yeah. So now, granted, you know, if you're a teenager, you've probably tried to wrap your tongue around people's brains before, but <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. It was bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. So. Yeah. Interesting study. Yeah. But yeah. When you get in like Dale Earnhardt Jr., I think he finally had to retire because, you know, all the crashes, yeah. like the doctors told him, like, bro, you you can't do this anymore. I think uh, Dario Franchitti, uh, IndyCar driver, won the 500 a couple of times. The doctors went to him and said, bro, you got to hang him up.
1: Yeah. I heard uh, Joe Rogan on a show recently. He said he had to stop when he was like doing kickboxing when he was younger because he was getting signs of... uh CTE like, yeah
0: yeah well and then like a lot of these guys now that have had something happen like Chris Jericho yeah, yeah. um i want to say some of the wrestling guys along with a lot of the a lot of the football players have have actually donated their bodies to be analyzed after death and have found that they have heavy uh CTE yeah you know, their brains have literally been bruised. It's like your brain has been bruised so many times that you develop scar tissue in your brain and then your brain doesn't allow blood flow like it should.
1: Yeah. man fully the he's, tissue dies. He's got that severely from that one match.
0: Oh, the, uh, hell in a cell
1: match. Yeah. With the undertaker. Yeah. Oh, that's epic match. If, if you think it's fake, what go back and watch that and tell me it's <laughs> fake.
0: When a man gets thrown 20 feet. <laughs> Off of the top of a a cage,
1: through a table. On a cement floor. On a cement floor. There ain't no faking gravity. And then it breaks and he falls on the mat.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then they're literally hauling him off on a stretcher, like legit. And he literally gets off the stretcher against their wishes. Yes. And goes and climbs back up for more. And then gets dropped through the...
1: And the chair hits him in the face.
0: Yeah, he gets smashed in the face and then gets dropped through the... Was that after he fell through the
1: that was, like, it was, it was after he went to the floor he well, went through
0: the cage yeah but then he gets off the stretcher he goes back to the cage he climbs the cage yeah, he he's goes, on top yeah. of the cage Under, Undertaker basically throat slams him through yeah. the fencing yeah. down to the ring which is probably another 15 foot drop yeah. ah that's just an insane match I know I remember watching that live yeah I was lucky enough to watch that live
1: and and those mats those are like 2 by 6s <laughs> yes.
0: that's what it's made <laughs> super <for>. springy <laughs> By sixes. Yeah. But, you know, I guess going back to the COVID thing, the reason that the reason. So this is for me how this is kind of a fun story because it's kind of full circle back to our first episode. Right. Because here is my story on how I got onto this and how I finally became useful for God. When we started going on through all this, however many four or five years ago now. That what that did was. Um, I had already kind of started making a transition anyway, back to, you know, more diving into the Lord, but I really didn't hit the gas pedal until COVID Yeah, because it forced us to find other people that were against this the same as we were. Yeah. And like-minded people. Yeah. Like-minded people. Right. Like, cause, cause the whole thing was, you know, the government especially wanted to make you feel like you were isolated and alone and think- you were the lone lunatics out there yeah. that we're going to kill everyone. And your family, yeah, and all of your you know friends and and loved ones, because you didn't go get vaccinated, yeah, and so it forced us to start attending a group that I've referenced a few different times on the show on Fridays, and through that group, it became a very naturalized Bible study, but the way the group started off actually was a Christian uh study of the constitution, yeah, so it was a it was a constitution study done through a Christian lens. Um, which is fantastic because we were really having to look at what does our constitution actually say about this kind of stuff that the government is trying to do because at the height of this, right? Like we, I don't know about you, but like for me, I literally went to work every day with, I felt like two axes hanging over my head. One was my employer going to decide to mandate this and then force me to either get it or get fired. Yeah. So that was ax number one. Acts number two was when old Joey decided to take office and then he was going to use OSHA to force everybody to do this. So that was acts number two. Is the government going to force me to do this through OSHA or is my employer just going to take it upon themselves to do it?
1: Yeah. I I was a school bus driver, so I was at home. Yeah. God, I will say this, this is why, this is why this happened. I will, this is my theory. God shut down the world (laughs) so Ben wouldn't go to jail (laughs) because that was a rough year. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Hey, foilers. Ben and I need your support as we continue to work to grow it for God and increase the amount of listeners to the podcast. Here is what you can do to help. Head on over to our website, thetfhc.com, to take advantage of our conspiracy sale. All of our T-shirts are 20% off until the end of May. Also, we are excited to announce the foil has gone digital. That's right. From this point forward, you can now listen or watch every episode of the Tinfoil Hat Club podcast on YouTube, Rumble, or our website, thetfhc.com forward slash video. If you have questions after watching or want to reach out to us, be sure to send us an email, the dudes at the TFHC.com. Feeling charitable and want to give to the cause? Consider donating using our Cash App link, which can be found on our website. Last, come and be a part of the TFHC family on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share with everyone you think would enjoy the podcast. Thanks to each of you for your love and support. Now, back to the show. God loves you so much that he punished everyone else. Yes. (laughs) So Ben wouldn't go to church. There was a
1: kid on my bus that I knew of. One more day, I was going to kill him, and I ended up in Orange. Now there you go. And so that's why it happened, folks. You can thank me. God was protecting me. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my goodness. I I will say that. Yeah. But I I shared this with you before we hit record. The reason why, this is the true reason why, the (laughs) shutdown happened. Now, let's think about this, folks, was so that the government, could change all the batteries in the birds, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> and that will be our next episode.
1: <laughs> I, I had I, I had fun with it, yeah, because I wasn't worried, yeah, because I continued my life. I continued what I was doing every day. I learned how to remodel my house. I learned how to do a lot of things yes. from YouTube, and I wasn't. I stopped watching. The, I never watched the news or anything. And I just had fun. I had fun with my wife, she was at home. Yeah. Had fun with my kids. They yeah. were at home. I would say if for those of you that enjoy your family, for yeah. me it was like the greatest time I've ever had. Yeah, that's
0: it's all circumstantial, you know, differences in yeah. everybody's life, right? Like, you know, I felt bad for like a lot of the elderly, you know, like I, I somebody was telling me the story yesterday of um you know uh, one of their, I think it was their mother, who was elderly, going through COVID, had leukemia, is getting treatments for leukemia, and is now isolated because of COVID, yeah, because of leukemia, and couldn't go out anywhere, had to have food delivered, and then could, no one could come see her. That's terrible. And I'm like, how many people could do that and not blow their brains out? Yeah. I mean, that's really raw, raw way to put it, but that's truth. You want to know how people, and that, we saw that, yeah. right? We saw the, the suicide rates go up, go up. And it was a reminder, at least I thought, but what we're seemingly drifting away from it now, but it was a stark reminder for everybody of how we are wired as human beings to be social creatures. Yeah. We're not designed for distanced interaction. Yeah. We're designed for face to face physical contact with human beings doesn't mean touching everybody but being physically present with one another
1: yeah with the ones you love
0: yes especially the ones you love and it was just a sad time but for us when we got back from that trip from our honeymoon that was when things really started to turn right things were things were not things were wrong something was wrong here yeah and so we fast forward to when you know I'm trying to remember all the timelines of everything but
1: yeah, from 20 to now, it's like one year. That's insane. It, that's how it feels to me.
0: Yeah, it's insane, right? I'm like, it, it's, it's crazy. Because I want to say warp speed was right at the end of the Trump administration. Yeah, it was. Okay. So by the time we went on our honeymoon, I think, I think Ding Dong was in office. And um, <clears throat> it was when we got back that things started really going sideways. And I'm like, this is, this is bad. The other thing, too, is like, we know we were sick. Yeah. And we've recovered. Why would I go get back? We've never done that in the history of America. Yeah. We've never vaccinated people against. We've never given people vaccination for things they've already naturally recovered from. Yeah. Because you have natural immunity. Yeah. Like smallpox, you know, everything in the past. We've never done that before. So why are we doing it now? And then, you know, it was 30 days to flatten the curve. Well, that was a lie. Or however many days, 15 days or whatever lunacy that was. That was a
1: lie. It didn't work. And I wanted, believe it or not, I wanted to keep working because I wanted to get the school year over. I right? <laughs> <laughs> make, it, make it happen.
0: Make it stop. Yeah. And then we start going, oh, well, you need to go get vaccinated because that'll be what fixes everything. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're having a, we haven't, even from our current president's mouth, quote, we have an epidemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. And then as time went on, then it was, oh, well, a regular round of vaccines is not good enough. You need to get a booster shot. Yeah. And you need to get another booster shot. And you need to get another booster shot. And we're blaming all the unvaccinated for this continuing on. And if everybody would just go get vaccinated, this would all stop. And this is still happening and still happening, still happening. We're sending entire cruise ships. This was the kicker for me. We're sending entire cruise ships out to sea with completely 100% vaccinated crew and passengers and still having COVID yeah. outbreaks on the boat. Yeah. And that happened multiple times. So at that particular point, I knew I'm like, this is all bogus. And it's now turning into this. This isn't about science anymore. This is about coercion yeah. and force. Yeah. And the quickest way to get me to spit in your face and and tell you to go somewhere is to force me or try to coerce me into anything. Yeah. I'm not, or my family, I'm not doing that. So then we had like masks shaming at work. So where I'm going with this is, is it forced me to get around these people. But then what it also forced me to do is it forced me to, that's where I did my first podcast is to dig into this from a scientific perspective and actually look at what is going on here. Yeah. Cause this, this all smells. And when I did that, what I found was completely shocking. Yeah. You know, and When you dig into it, and anybody can do this, because just like everything else, it's public record. You can go find all this stuff, and I have copies of it. When you go dig into this, you find that over in that lab in Wuhan, Ric Flair Lab, (laughs) Ric Flair Laboratory, Xi Li, who is the Chinese scientist, that's the head of the lab over there, was working with a guy named Peter Daszak, who's an American guy. Well, actually, he's a British guy, but he's an American company. Um and the company's EcoHealth Alliance. And they were deliberately being funded. They were being funded by the National Institutes of Health, okay, the Allergy or Infectious Disease Wing, which is Fauci's, that was the head of. Yeah. They were being funded to do gain-of-function research. They totally were. Yeah. There's all the record out there to ever prove. And they were supposed to tell the NIH if they achieved gain-of-function, and supposedly they didn't do it. Now... When you dig into Equal Health Alliance and you dig into Peter Daszak, what you find—and again, I have the documents to prove it—he had a long history of working with the Department of Defense. Wow! Supposedly, or 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 not even not even not supposedly, no supposedly to it. You can see this, not even the Department of Defense, but specifically inside of the Department of Defense, DARPA. Which we talked about before, yeah. which is yeah. any kind of research stuff, all of the crazy, most awful, nefarious things you could ever dream of, that's DARPA. That's what they do. Black projects. Black projects, correct. And he actually, at one point, he when he was working in the lab, working on this gain-of-function research, he actually went to, straight to DARPA, not even the Department of Defense, but straight to DARPA, and asked them for a multi-million dollar loan to continue or do some other gain of function research on this stuff. And they turned him down. Now, why would who, like if you were working in a lab Ben? what on earth would make you think, you know what? I go ask for
1: DARPA for money.
0: (laughs) Nobody's going to do that unless they've worked with DARPA before. Yeah. That's not something you just do. No.
1: He has buddies somewhere. Yeah.
0: So now the only thing for me is, and this is, (sighs) this is what I'll ask you. Do you think it was intentional Or do you think it was accidental?
1: Uh, I think, honestly, I think it was intentional. You think so? Yeah, I really, I've, believe it or not, folks, I know I'm crazy, but this is going to sound crazy. I really think it was, I think it was a biological attack on us. You think so? On on the world?
0: Like a deliberately planned?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it was planned. This is just me. You don't have to believe me, but uh, you know, why else would it happen? you know and and they, and it was the same narrative everywhere. it was almost like it was a script, yeah i it's just that's i I trust no one um
0: the other thing too, and I'll see if I can put this up. I might get in trouble for it, so maybe I won't, but um, you can probably go find it. There is a fantastic, and I mean it is fantastic uh infographic that literally walks you through a timeline of everything from a COVID perspective in the lab and just all of this stuff, okay, that the Epic Times put out. Yeah. I have it. I'll have to show you when we get offline. It is amazing. It should be mandatory reading for everyone because what you find in there, there's no doubt about the fact that they, it, it, I can't say for sure that looking through that, that this, it was deliberate, but I believe I tend to lean to it was maybe accidental that they took
1: full advantage of. Okay. See, that see, we can be on separate pages and still agree.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's not I'm not there enough to plant my flag cuz I'm not thinking that you could be wrong cuz I think that you could be right.
1: I I don't trust any I don't trust the government for anything. I so. don't trust the
0: government for anything either. I just know that there are times that they are completely incompetent. Yeah. And one of the things that you see when you go dive into the history of the lab over there is incompetency. Yeah. Uh with security. That was yeah. not a new thing over there.
1: See, I, I've seen enough <clears throat> incompetency through local governments. Oh yeah. So, uh, and local things that, okay, it's just a bigger version. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the other thing for me is when I started digging into this, right, it begs some other questions of like, okay, well, why are we allowing these other things to happen? Why are we allowing these vaccine, you know, these vaccines to come out so fast? What is going on there? And is there collusion between the pharmaceutical companies and the government to make this happen and who's profiting from it.
1: Well, you know who is.
0: Yeah. Everyone. (laughs) That's not us. Yeah. (laughs) The government, individuals in the government. Yeah. And then the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. I said, when we started going through this, um, I said, this is the largest, uh, pharmaceutical. This is the largest financial pharmaceutical race in the history of the world. Yeah. This is literally worth trillions of dollars. And they would kill us for a triscuit, oh, yeah, let alone a trillion dollars, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) right, yeah. The other thing, too, is if you believe, as I believe, when I look at the way things are right now, and we've talked about the Georgia Guidestones before, and we've talked about some of that stuff. If you believe, kind of like, I'm, I'm, I we may not be on the same page as if we think it was deliberate or not, but what we do agree on is it was definitely utilized, oh,
1: yeah.
0: nefarious things. Oh, yeah. And where I can get on your in in board or on board with you is I definitely think that it served a purpose and continues to serve a purpose of testing to see mm. what we'll allow, what we're willing to go along with, and how we can turn people against each other. But I also think it's a depopulation effort.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, That's what it is.
0: And when you really look at all the things that we have going on right now, yeah, I'm going to go some places right now that are maybe not going to be popular with some people listening, but it it I can back it all up with with scripture that it's not, we shouldn't be doing it. If you look at the transgender movement, if you look at the homosexuality, if you look at the abortion, if you look at the pharmaceutical, all roads lead to depopulation.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: All roads lead there. Because if we can get people to take, we have every single person listening, I I can almost bet you mathematically at this point, Every single person that's listening to our voices right now, including you and including me, has someone directly that we know or someone indirectly through someone we know that has taken the shot and it probably played some kind of effort in either killing them or causing them to be extremely ill. I know of two. Personally. And I know of several myself.
1: Uh, and, this might sound, and I know
0: of several that have died.
1: This might kind of like going with the pharmaceutical company uh, like that side i have always had high blood pressure mm-hmm. since i was 18 i've been on medicine you since should calm I, down ben <clears throat> i'm very <laughs> calm i have uh, i've been on blood pressure medicine since i was 18 i'm 46 now yeah that's a lot of years yeah they never looked into why i have blood just three on <sighs> drugs put me on drugs yep a lot of years I didn't take it because I didn't like the way it made me feel. And they yeah. would ask me, it'd be really high. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I think that our bodies are just, you are. Just I, like. I am different than you, than anybody else. Yes. Now, I will say high blood pressure, I think it was one of the traits of the Nephilim. So... <laughs>
0: Good job, Ben. Along with uh, RH positive blood or something like that. Whatever. I am tall. I am hairy. Well, but... I think just like people who sleep less hours a day. Yeah. Right? If you sleep, you're obviously wired. You can do that. There are people that we know that physiologically do that, right? Yeah. I have a spouse upstairs that runs a about a degree, a degree and a half lower oh. than a normal person. So does As far wife. as body temperature. Yeah. Um, I know of another a human being that that when this particular person takes some kind of Benadryl that normally would make people drowsy, they have the complete opposite reaction. Yeah, it my makes daughter, them that's, extremely hyper.
1: My daughter, that's what it does to her.
0: So, and I think you see this when you take all kinds of different medication. We don't know what it will do. Everybody's physiologic, uh, physiologically is different and their chemical makeup in their body is different. Yeah. And that's why you can't come out with some kind of cookie cutter approach to this stuff, especially when you haven't tested it, which yeah. we know they haven't tested it. Uh, and it's funny, too, because you can go dig this up, too, because you can go look and you can find out that now, after we're removed three, four years from all the nonsense that started this crap, we've started digging into. And this is literally on the uh, oversight.house.gov's website. I'm staring at it right here. And this is a, a published on July 12th of this year. Okay, And the title is Hearing Wrap-Up Suppression of the Lab Leak Hypothesis Was Not Based in Science. And it says here, I'll read you the key takeaways. Former NIAID Director Dr. Anthony Fauci, the former NIH Director Dr. Francis, who was his boss, uh, Francis Collins, were directly involved in drafting, publication, and public promotion of Proximal Origin a paper written to suppress the COVID-19 lab leak hypothesis.
1: Huh. No, that didn't happen.
0: There was a coordinated effort between public health officials in the United States government and expert scientists to craft a narrative that would advance the zoonotic origin of COVID-19 in order to protect the Chinese government from any potential criticism and repercussions. Now, I'm going to pause right there. I was saying this three years ago. Because one of the first people to come out and say, deny vehemently that there's no way it could be a lab leak. It had to have happened naturally in, in, sci- in the world and evolved naturally from animals yeah. and had a whole bunch of scientists sign a paper saying as much was the same dude from yeah. EcoHealth Alliance, Dr. Daszak. Who, when we then, we then put a committee together, the World Health Organization, I believe, put a committee together to go over and study the,
1: isn't isn't that what they said about AIDS? It came from animals or something. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which people have
0: tested this too. And they say that it has a lot of markers, just like HIV. Yeah. has a lot of HIV markers in it. When you go look at the, the, at the, the strands. So the World Health Organization put together a committee to go over and look into the lab over there. And they unwittingly, because they didn't know his history, they put Dazik on the committee to go over there <laughs> to investigate himself, and then found out that he was actually in bed with the lab over there and all the DARPA stuff, and then so they pulled him off the committee. You can't make us up, man, it's reality.
1: I, I believe me you public workers they they they're not that no, it's insane.
0: Uh, the conclusions drawn by the co-authors of Proximal Origin rest on insufficient evidence, draw inaccurate assumptions, and have never been proven or verified by the wider scientific community. Dr. Kristen Anderson confirmed the U.S.-funded f- gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology fell below recommended biosafety markers. So we admitted right there, we did do this. Fauci te- Fauci yeah. lied to Congress. Yeah. So why is he not in jail right now? Oh well. Or better yet, I would make him face a firing squad. But that's just me. I believe in corporal punishment. <laughs> come on, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Come on now. Scientific integrity was abandoned by Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, and the co-authors of proximal origin to favor a of uh, in favor of political expediency, suppressing a legitimate scientific theory to advance the preferred narrative of senior government officials is egregious and must be fully investigated. Last one on here. There is still more work to be done to hold public health officials accountable for their actions during the COVID-19 pandemic. The select subcommittee emphasizes its outstanding request for transcribed interviews and documents from Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. Because they've released some of this. This is pretty damning. And you can see it on this infographic where they have redacted a lot of the discussion that happened either in email or on the phone. Because they were having, like, they you could tell, like, yeah, even though it's redacted, you know that they're having discussions around, yeah, coming up with a narrative that points away from the lab, yeah, leak stuff. It's crazy, man. You can't make it up. So, when I started digging into the collusion between the government and then the pharmaceutical companies, one of the ones to me that stuck out was the whole Moderna thing. I don't think, I think most people, unless you were in like the scientific community heavy. Had never heard of Moderna. Yeah. Like you heard of Pfizer all day long. I've heard of Johnson and Johnson. Everybody's heard those names before. You know, um, uh, Lily, all these different ones, but nobody had ever heard of Moderna. Yeah. So I started digging in Moderna. And what I found was the guy that was working for the White House, I forget what his role was, but he was in some kind of uh, FDA, NIH, you know, somewhere in the government. Right. He was the head of Operation Warp Speed. And I will find his name. But what I found was once the Biden administration took office, he left. Why'd he leave? Where do you think he went, Ben?
1: Uh, Wuhan?
0: No, he decided to go be a high up for, for Moderna. Oh. Yeah. I say Wuhan just because that's fun. Wuhan. Wuhan. So, yes, it, it, it's just, you can
1: tell <clears throat> that will. all these things, are so evil. I, okay, I'm going to try to be, try to be very, uh, um, cryptic as possible. Okay, cool. I know somebody that works for a company like that. Yes. They did not take the vaccine. What's I tell you? They said, there's no way it's ready. No. They said it took, takes years. Mm -hmm. And so they signed, uh, you know, religious exemption. Mm -hmm. They kept their job, Mm -hmm. but they said, no, they said it was ridiculous. And if they, and they didn't throw shade or judgment on anybody, I guess, but you know, yeah, make your own. And this person is a Christian and I I know this person personally Mm -hmm. and you know, that's just folks. It's not,
0: (laughs) well, look how they, look how they demonize some of these guys that were the leading scientists here. They're scientists, right? Yeah the leading scientists in their particular field or came up with the technology that they're using to do this stuff. Yeah. Like you got Dr. Robert Malone, who is literally one of the founding people for MRNA technology, who is coming out and saying, this is bad and evil and what you're doing is wrong and you shouldn't be doing this. And they absolutely demonized this man. Yeah. And vilified him and basically tried to discredit and destroy his whole career.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, in my Bible, (laughs) the Jewish translation, which is awesome, you know, it doesn't, when like pharmakia, Mm -hmm. in Revelation, it was talking about, uh, I can't remember exactly where, but instead of um, like um, sorcery and things, because that's another form of pharmakia. Mhm. It says drugs and sorcery. So think about that for a little bit. If scripturally pharmakia stands for drugs and sorcery, mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. What do you what do you what kind of sorcerers are you messing with? What kind of demons? Do
0: you know where that's at? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe I um, think I, I think maybe I found it here.
1: I think we were one night after the shows we were discussing it and I read it to you. And we should have just kept recording. I and, know. That's
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. It it does say that, and it's kind of interesting when you read that. Because pharmacy, pharmacia, it yeah. all ties together, right? And it's it's so funny because we, we look at the Bible and I think I think for me, I was in this camp, right? I've said this several times on the show, and I think it's important because I'm coming from a place where I'm not speaking from any place that if someone is at, I want to pull them out of the matrix, just like I got pulled out of the matrix, right? And I was here where I read stuff and I, in the Bible and I just totally just blew past it yeah. because it didn't make any sense to me at the time or I didn't understand the deeper meaning or I didn't understand the backstory because a lot of that information I just hadn't sought out myself or in the case of Enoch, in the case of Jubilees, it's been deliberately hidden from us yeah. to make it confusing so that we don't understand it. Um, and one of the things we were talking about earlier too, I think we were talking about at church was the book of Jubilees is very fascinating from this topic too. And when you go look, um, this is kind of after the flood, right? And we have all the Nephilim that have been killed. Okay. Yeah. And they have now become disembodied spirits, i.e. demons. Yeah. Right. And the demons are absolutely wreaking havoc and literally killing a lot of Noah's family. Yeah. All right. And so they come Mastema. to him. Mastema. Right. That, which is interesting. That's an interesting dive that I'd love to get into someday because this individual, it definitely seems like this is their job. Like this, Mastema. This entity. Mastema. Yeah. It's so, such, a, <laughs> ooh, such a creepy name. It's like, uh, is that like Mufasa? Yeah. <laughs> Mastema. Ooh. Gives me shivers. <laughs> so God makes the decision because since so Noah goes to God and he's like, look, you got to get rid of the demons. Please get rid of the demons. They're they're making life terrible for us and for my family. And God says, I'm going to get rid of the demons for you. And then Mastima, okay? The chief I'm going to read this. From this is from the Book of Jubilees. The chief of spirits Mastima came and said, "Yah, Creator, let some of them remain before me and let them listen to my voice and do all that I, uh, that I shall say to do them or say to them, for if some of them are not left to me, I shall not be able to execute the power of my will on the sons of men, for these are for corruption and for leading astray before my judgment, for great is the wickedness of the sons of men. He said, and this is God responding, let one-tenth of them remain before him and let nine-tenths of them descend into the place of condemnation. He commanded one of us to teach Noah, this is the angels who are doing this, Who are speaking now. He commanded one of us to teach Noah all their medicines, for he knew that they would not walk in uprightness nor strive in righteousness. We did according to all his words, all the malignant evil ones we bound in the place of condemnation, and a tenth part of them we left that they might be subject in the presence of Satan on the whole earth. We explained to Noah all the medicines of their diseases together with their seductions and how he might heal them with the herbs of the earth. Noah wrote down all things in a book as we instructed him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. He gave all that he had written to Shem, his eldest son for he loved him greatly above his sons. And then Noah died. Uh, Okay. Where did that book go? I'd love to know where it went. I don't know. Did you find it?
1: Revelate. Th- I just read this in this translation and it freaked me out. I got scared. Oh, wow. What'd you read? This is Revelation 18. Okay. I was there. I just didn't find it inside of here. 18, the middle of 23. Okay. I didn't get down far enough. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. For your businessmen were the most powerful on earth. All nations were deceived by your magic spell. Hmm. Look at that.
0: See, now I'm going to read the NIV. You want to hear the NIV's twisted yeah. version of it? Yeah. Your merchants were the world's most important people. By your magic spell, all nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of prophets and of and of gods, of holy people, of all who have been slaughtered on the earth. But yours reads completely different. Yeah. Mine's a little scarier. And more apropos for today. Yeah. So I went through this the other day with some of my students. I said, here's how you should, here's how you should study your Bible. My suggestion, here's what I do. When I want to just read, all right. If you want to just read, here's what I told them to do. I would probably I would do it differently myself, but the CJB is great. Yeah. Um, read a simpler version like the NIV, the NLT. And and what I was doing was I'm just trying
1: to not have them do the KJV, yeah. Because I I, I listen to the KJV, King James version at work.
0: The reason I say that is because I've had translational issues in all of oh, yeah. All right, yeah. it doesn't make any. You're not going to get away from translational issues. Yeah. So it's already hard enough to read the Bible, and you're going to run into translation issues no matter what you do. Yeah. the The reason for the younger kids is I would shy them away from the KJV into something mm. easier is because. Um, it's hard enough already, let alone doing it through old English. Yeah. Now, with that being said, if you're doing an electronic Bible study, which I would recommend if somebody doesn't have a study Bible, use an ESV. Yeah. Because the ESV is fantastic because there are tons of bubbles that you yeah. can click on to find what verses are circular references to that verse or elsewhere. And then the other thing too is when you want to find out what it really has to say, <laughs> you plug in your complete Jewish Bible that you yeah. can get on here too yeah. and read it. Like it doesn't say trumpet.
1: Trumpet shofar.
0: is a shofar, which is a ram's horn. Yeah. But obviously if we say ram's horn, people are going to be like, what's a
1: ram's horn? How do you yeah. blow it a ram's horn? It's no hard. To do that. <laughs> it's hard to do. <laughs> we have a shofar home. It's hard to blow through. Do you have a shofar? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm, that's kind of fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we so far out there, man. Yeah, we, we do. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, man, you can see this like it. And and again, you know, just when you think that the Bible doesn't have anything to say about whatever topic it does, it does.
1: I, I always go to the Bible with anything.
0: And the other thing too, is I felt for years when I, and this was before COVID. All right. Before COVID I was, I was on this track before COVID ever happened. I always felt like, God put everything here for us naturally to use. There are natural oh, yeah. remedies for stuff oh, yeah. that have been lost over time or we have moved away from because the pharmaceutical lobby is so oh, powerful yeah. and we've suppressed that information. You know, like I don't think we need drugs for everything. Like I've said for a while, if I got cancer, now this is easy, <laughs> easy for me to say, I'm not there. I haven't had to face this. I haven't had to look death in the eye. Okay. But I've said, if I ever got cancer, I don't know that I would do the natural means of treatment. Yeah. Like the world would prescribe the radiation and the chemotherapy and all the stuff that they do. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, did you know that like when you get lung cancer, because we have a family member that that got lung cancer. I want to say like 90% of the time when you have lung cancer. It goes to your brain.:
1: Well, it makes sense.
0: It, from it, an oxygen perspective, yeah that's what I would think too, right? Yeah. So when it goes to your brain, here's how they treat you nowadays. They literally make you this weird hockey mask looking thing, okay? And it, what that's to do is to kind of help shield the other areas of your face and your brain, except for the area that they want to irradiate. And then they shoot an incredibly high amount of gamma radiation into your brain in that particular area to the point where the individual told me when they were doing it, it smelled like something was cooking like steak. Oh, man. It smelled like steak was cooking to them. That's crazy. And they tell you that it could affect your memory yeah. and other areas because literally there's chances that parts of your brain will be yeah. dead forever. Yeah. But if you want to live, here's what you got to do.
1: I, um... I don't know if I shared it with you. I know I sent it to my brother. It was a Kenthoven thing talking about um, eating seeds, and like there's this particular part of the world that eat all their seeds. Like, hmm. I like, was it the apricot or pomegranate? Really? And they and this population of people live to be like 120. Oh wow! And their health, their they they have no disease.
0: That's crazy. You know? Well it's like the French, you know, the French consume a lot more wine than we do and it they, they have longer lifespans because they seem to think that they the alcohol helps yeah. purify your system.
1: But they uh what Khoven was saying was like even though it's there's strychnine in all seeds, mm. our body breaks that down and it uses it against other
0: diseases yeah it's just like anything else when you get too much of it your body can't handle high yeah. high doses of it and probably becomes overwhelmed you can do the same thing with sodium right and like yeah. you get too much sodium and then you'll your body will have high blood pressure water you yeah. can drink yourself to death yeah like you don't have to drink alcohol you could drink water yeah. and kill yourself yeah if you drink too much of it yeah like they had that contest you remember the contest a few years ago or it's probably been like 10 15 years ago now where they locked it. it was like a radio station and they locked everyone in a car and it was hold your Wii for a Wii. Oh. And they literally, oh, yeah. They, they, whoever remained in the car the longest won a Wii gaming system and they had to drink water like every so much every hour. I, I hold that. your Wii for a Wii. And literally, someone went into, into toxic shock. Yeah. From the excess water, it threw their chemistry off in their body and it killed them. Yeah. It was like a lady, I want to say.
1: I think I do remember that. Yeah. We're so stupid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we do such stupid we, things, we, man. Yeah. That's I, I, tragically sad, but I mean you gotta look at it from what it is, it's stupid. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But you go in here and I it, just like I read this stuff and I'm like, where did that book go? Noah wrote down all things in a book as we instructed him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus, the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. He gave all that we had written or he gave all that he had written to Shem, his eldest son, for he loved him greatly above all his sons.
1: Pope have <laughs> And locked
0: in the Vatican vaults. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You do have to wonder like where, and it just, and I've said this and I know this is like a heresy to a lot of people that are locked into, you know, what people have. Yeah, presented to them for their Bibles, right? Because like, yeah. the Bible has been carefully curated and crafted for you <laughs> by the powers that be. Okay, yeah. long, 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 thousands of years ago. Yeah, and it's like there it just feels like there is stuff missing. Yeah, like I, I want to know. Like it just seems like you know, like Satan's origin story seems like it's missing too. Yeah, you, like there are there are references in the Bible, yeah, to this individual but it just seems kind of thin on content. Yeah, it does. The other thing too, is when you get into the concept of Satan's himself, that gets kind of interesting as well because, and I think maybe we've talked about it before, but it could be its own show, which is when we're talking
1: about Satan, I know this is totally Satan. I know this is totally off topic, but it is kind of apropos for the situation a friend of mine asked cause he was talking about when the new Chinese, the Chinese dictator visited uh, San Francisco a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh, Xi jin or uh, yeah. Yeah. She or whatever his name is.
1: He, he was telling me about it and he's like, I guess they had to clean up the homeless people there. They shipped them out. <laughs> and I was like, homeless people, you know, and I've, we've, heard of all these horror stories yeah. of San San Francisco. Right. We were out there two years ago. I didn't see one homeless person. I didn't experience any crime. I didn't feel unsafe. Wow. So I'm not doubting what people say, Yeah. but what I experienced and I hate the city. I mean, I'm, I'm like straight up. I loved it. I didn't see there was, I was, you know, there was no proof for me of how bad people say it is. Yeah. I'd love to go there. You know, it'd be like a beautiful place. And so they were saying they had to like throw all, there was like a tent city. We drove all around San Francisco when we were there.
0: Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. See, now I couldn't say the same for LA because there are. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it's terrible.
1: And we visited Austin and it was, it's terrible. Is it bad? Yeah.
0: I experienced the same thing in New Orleans. Oh really? I was in, yeah. So crazy enough, actually, I was in New Orleans, um, I would say I think Hurricane Katrina was in September of that year. I was in New Orleans in July. Okay. Literally right before the hurricane. I was in the convention center every day. Uh, I was like literally all the areas that were heavily impacted. I was right there. Yeah, It's so weird because I was watching this on on the camera, right? I'm paying yeah. the camera to the left and I know what's right there because I was there. Yeah, I stood where the camera's at. I'm like, this is crazy to me. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't understand <clears throat> They had a huge vagrancy problem before the, before the hurricane. And they're yeah. everywhere down there. But the other thing that people didn't understand um, <laughs> is they're like, why didn't they get in their cars and leave? And it's because they can't. They don't have a, just like San Francisco, they have a trolley system. A lot of people don't know that. And when you go ride the trolley system, it's probably the same way in San Francisco. We didn't
1: see a trolley. Uh, really? It was different. It was like a bus.
0: See, now there's a lot of trolleys in San Francisco, or uh, in New Orleans, rather. And what you find is you can ride the trolley, because we did as a yeah. tourist, right? And it'll take you kind of out to the different parishes. Yeah. But what I noticed when I was on the trolley is these people are, you this, this is their public oh, transportation, yeah. right? And like they don't have a car. Yeah. They get on the trolley to go to work and to go to school and to yeah. go to the doctor and go to the grocery and, the, you know, whatever. They live in the city. It's they, great. They live in the city. It's great. And so when a hurricane comes, they can't just go and take off like we can. Yeah. We're you know, we all have
1: cars here and most of us have two cars, a house, if not more. Yeah. They don't have that. Yeah. So they can't just go take off. Like Maria and the kids went to Chicago Friday and Maria loves the city. She, I, lo- I love Chicago. And they were walking around and she's like, people could tell they weren't from around there. Yeah, And she's like looking at through rose colored glasses and everything. <laughs> yeah. A few years ago, we went to New York. I saw all the bad. I saw <laughs> everything. And she was like, oh, this is great. You know? And we were discussing this, and I hated New York. Really? I, I would go back, but my experience was terrible. Never been. I was I would like, like, to go. I had to cover my kid's eyes because I saw a guy, just a homeless man, get up and just like start peeing on the mailbox. Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, it was like he had no shame. No, that's, that's kind of the way it is in L.A.
0: And, you know, they're walking around and they're literally, you can tell they're they're completely doped out. It is. We're doing drugs right there. Yeah, it smelled
1: like pee and yeah, poop. That's yeah. what New York smelled like. Yeah,
0: you go into a, uh, you go into some of the bus stops in Chicago, you know, like where they've got the benches and it's yeah. called, gra- glass on three sides, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that fragrance is familiar <laughs> from when I was a kid and went to bed. <laughs>
1: It smells like I used to smell. Yeah. But Yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's 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 how you view things, how you view yeah. all your perspective. If you it and is. if your perspective is always good in people, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a better view of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it's,
0: it's one of those where it's like, you know, it, it's a fine line to walk, right? Because we should we should be positive about things but not naive yeah. to things. And that's tough because when you we talked about this earlier too um uh, we were talking in, at lunch today um you know how I can only imagine what God sees yeah you know and we just see just a oh just a minute fraction of what God sees yeah and it's and even in that minute fraction we look at things and we're like man this this is messed up yeah this world is crazy I'm like the fact that you guys you and Maria have probably had similar conversations to Adrian and I cuz Again, we were talking before we hit record, which we should just hit record in the minute we talk. I know. We always say that. Um, you know, like when we were growing up back in the 80s, things were awesome. Yeah. There are there are conversations and worries that Adrian and I have had today and, and have had discussed that we look at each other and we're like, I can't believe we're having this discussion. I know. Because of the way the world is. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, when you get to the point where you're like, If you truly believe that the government is as evil as what the government is, all right, and you finally, you know, you take off your lenses. If you're a hard left or hard right and you look at things just from a biblical perspective and with common sense. Yeah. When you do that, you realize how evil these people are. Yeah. And when you realize how evil they are and then you start to apply that to what they've done and you realize what they're capable of doing. Yeah it forces you down some really dark roads and you have to really look at some things through unfiltered lenses yeah. and have some conversations about what you should do to prepare for eventualities if they should happen. Yeah. But you need to do that in a way where it doesn't paralyze you because I know people that have taken that information too and they've gone so far with it that they've literally live in the spirit of fear like all the time.
1: When we're not supposed to have a spirit of fear. No. Cause you know, the other thing too is
0: like, here's one of the major changes for me. Since I finally got right and I finally became useful. All right. I don't care. I mean, like I do, I'm like, I'm not afraid to die. And when you, when you remove that fear, all right, when you remove the fear of death from you, it's pretty potent and powerful what it'll do because it'll help shift that lens in your brain where you're like, okay, to die is gain, right? Yeah. Paul said so. Um, so, Now, the only thing I worry about is, like, I don't want to leave and have my family suffer. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think about that. I don't think about it from my perspective, but I think about my family suffering after I'm gone. Yeah. That's probably what bothers me more than anything. But yeah, man, you just, but people,
1: people live in this huge spirit of fear. I know. And I think that's, during COVID, that's what I noticed a lot of people, they got scared. And I didn't, I got scared for other issues. Yes, like no toilet paper, and that's honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know,
0: I don't want to do the scoop and scrub.
1: Yeah, because
0: <laughs> Ben, don't you know how to conserve toilet paper? You use the one sheet method. You ever heard of this?
1: I I bought a bidet. So. <laughs> ah, you did.
0: Is that when you got the bidet? Yeah. So this is amazing. So you have a bidet. We've we've announced everyone. Yes. All of the Tinfoil Hat Club secrets of of Ben's house. I am no longer a philistine. You are no longer a philistine. <laughs> Which is hilarious because this is this is funny. It's a side note, but it's just true. I've always thought this for years. I think every house in America should have a bidet. No, I don't have a bidet, but I'm looking forward to coming over someday so I can use your. But <laughs> just so I can use your bidet, uh, I'm going to walk out to you after I'm done. I'm going to go
1: bidet, mate. You know, and it's uh, I shouldn't say this joke. It's bad. It's you know, you just remove a letter and you spell Biden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he's not helping you get your butt clean, I can tell you that right No, now. no. Uh, he'll be the one you. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sorry I went to the toilet, folks. That's all right. It's awesome. People are laughing right now, Ben. It's okay. Yes. And if but,
0: not, then they need to lighten up a little bit. Yeah, they do. But, but but I've said for years, though, like how many areas of your body would you get poop on and then just wipe it off the paper and go, I'm good here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's and, true. And the answer is none. But that's what the the sickness didn't scare me. It was people that scared yes. me. Yes. How how stupid we are
0: it was a little bitty flavor of like what the walking dead tells us
1: yes and i i watched the first four seasons of the walking dead i was a diehard fan yeah i i liked rick he was he tried to keep cool. he tried to keep the old like society yeah and he was he was torn between law and order <laughs> and vigilanteism. yeah he had to make a lot of hard choices yeah. and decisions. Yeah. And that's that. That's honestly how it would be. It would be. be. You would have to... You'd be like, well, this is how it used to be. But where are we going now? Um,
0: Adrian and I had been dating for... I don't know, not long. I would say maybe five months when COVID really hit the fan. Okay. And I remember... It was before we got married. It was before our honeymoon. And I remember when everybody was freaking out and they were clearing out the stores. We went out to go grocery shopping. And we went into Kroger. And I'll never forget it because it was literally like a movie. Yeah. Everything was bare to the shelf. There were just empty carts laying places. It literally looked like someone was getting ready to film an apocalypse movie.
1: I know. And I'm like... We're just trying to do our weekly shopping, folks. Yeah. Right?
0: I'm not hoarding. I'm not here to hoard anything. Like we might have been getting some stuff, you know, just because like we'll get a couple cases of water, whatever. That's fine. We
1: we we do two cases of water.
0: Yeah, you got big family. And um
1: it just was it was insane. Yeah.
0: It was just insane because it was like and that was I think the first time that we had one of those moments that I just said where we looked at each other and we're like, is this really happening? I know. This, this is insane. Like if you would have told me we would be going through this one we were kids that, or a month before, yeah. like, you know, I would have been like, you're insane. This is crazy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we're not going to, that kind of stuff's not going to happen in America.
1: Yeah. Because people are greedy.
0: They are. And that's what happens is because the thing that you get from the walking dead, that it very clearly shows you and tells you, which is 100% a hundred percent, believe it for sure is people will become the most dangerous thing on the earth. They will. Yeah, no matter what we're facing. People will become the and, most dangerous and I think thing.
1: that's what that show pushed was the the zombies weren't scary. The
0: zombies are an unfortunate byproduct of yeah. the, the real thing that's the scariest and the most dangerous is people.
1: Yeah. And I that's that if whoever's listening if thinking about that, and if you were one of those people that were hoarding Please listen. <laughs>
0: Man, yeah, seriously. Don't live in a spirit of fear because that's a paralyzing place. Yes. And the other thing too is if you li- like I, I still see it with, I still see it in people. I still see it in some of my own family members, you know, who are living in this daily spirit of fear. Yeah. Who are glued to the television set. Turn it off. Watching everything that's being told to them about how the world is devolving and how this government's doing this and this group is doing that and da, 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 and, or they're listening to people that are even further out there. Because let's face it, the news is fairly tame compared yeah. to what the really fringy stuff is yeah. out there. And I've got a family member who is literally like, I, this person literally sent me a message, uh, a text message a couple weeks ago and said, prepare yourself because tomorrow night World War Three is going to begin. And you need to do this and this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, wow. And of course, tomorrow night came, tomorrow night went. And nothing happened. And nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, now that we've discovered that, maybe we should just pump maybe, the
1: brakes a little maybe bit. Maybe we should
0: pump the brakes a little bit. And how about this? We should really maybe evaluate how's our relationship with Christ? Yeah. How how are we from a salvation perspective? Because if you're thinking World War Three is going to happen and you're doing all these humanistic things to prepare yourself, let's face it, you get, a, you get a nuclear bomb dropped on you, you can have all the supplies in the world it ain't going to make any difference. So yeah. the real question is, are you prepared for eternity? Yeah. You know, are you prepared to die? To, if you die today, are you prepared for what happens after? Most people could not survive an EMP blast. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's funny because that was one of the conversations.
1: I have a vehicle that will survive an EMP. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, well, you got old one then. I have a 12-passenger van. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Better be an older one. It is an old man. There you go. It's kind of funny, though, because that is an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. Okay. And what it does is when you, something is, again, this is one of those conversations that we had to start having. And again, it's not a spirit of fear. I don't want to make it seem like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm not. It's not a spirit of fear, but what it did do is it made me realize that I need to wake up. I need to leave the matrix and I need to look around me and I need to be honest about how dependent I am on society. Yeah. Because we have over time, because of convenience, we have become completely dependent upon the government and society. Yeah. The way that it's structured in order to provide us everything. And, and just one good thought experiment is really powerful way to, you want to evaluate where you are. Let's take away electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So you have an EMP blast and electricity is gone. Think about just like my daily life. I wake up. I'm gonna wake up whenever I wake up because my alarm's not gonna work. There's yeah. not gonna be any phone. There's not gonna be an alarm clock or anything. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna wake up when I wake up. Your car's not gonna work. My car's not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. gonna walk into the bathroom. I'm gonna flip on the light. No, I'm not because it's not gonna work. My bidet won't work. Correct. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Whether you have a toilet of a day, either way, not gonna work. Yeah, unless oh, you put water in it. You're on a well. So I'm on a well. So I'm on, it's only gonna work if I put water in it. Yeah. Right? Because if I'm on a well, or let's just say you're on city water, it yeah. ain't gonna matter either because if they get electronically zapped, they're not yeah. gonna be able to pump you anything. So I'm yeah. not gonna be able to pump water out of the ground. You're not gonna get stuff pumped to the house. So I'm only gonna be able to use the toilet. If I put water in it, yeah. where am I going to get water from? Yeah. I walk over to the sink. I'm not going to be able to wash my hands unless I put water in the bowl. I'm going to be able to brush my teeth. Uh, if I want to use water to spit down the sink, I guess, but yeah. that's going to be a mighty precious resource. I yeah. go turn to get in the shower. That's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I go walk over and I go to the, uh, I go to the closet. I'm not turning on any lights. Nope. Not going to happen. I walk downstairs to have coffee through my electronic coffee maker. Not going to happen.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and start my chainsaw. <laughs> start making some wood. Start making some wood. Mm-hmm. Throw some wood in my wood stove. There you go. Um, we keep bottles of water. Yeah. I'll put some uh, bottle of water on for coffee. Yeah. There me some hot coffee on the stove, here you go, probably make some chili on the stove, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> and I'm fine, yeah, <laughs> for a while. I've got enough i could I could probably last with the wood I have I could probably last three months, okay, okay.
0: well, but you said chili's a good example,
1: yeah, yeah, but you know we've got uh we gotta have a lot of cans. We do. <laughs> okay, no stuff. Go to Ben's house.
0: He's got chili. It's, wait, wait a minute. Is it Hormel?
1: No. Okay, good. This I'm is down. gonna be homemade I'm, for, I'm for the first night. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be. But if it's cold out, we can keep the stuff cold outside.
0: See, now we have a we have a thousand gallon propane tank. Yeah. Right. So, like, but but here's the thing. I'm not gonna be able to heat. I'm not gonna be able to heat the house. There's no furnace. Like, there's not gonna be any electronic furnace. Right. Even though it's a gas furnace. Yeah. It still requires an electronic blower to blow the heat through the house.
1: I have. I Furnace have a, is gone. I have an old propane heater that was we used in our house.
0: I can still cook. Yeah. Because the stove is propane. Yeah. But I'm, again, I'm going to be limited because it's yeah. a thousand gallons. It's yeah. just amazing. When you do that and you really walk through your day, you realize how dependent you are on stuff. Yeah. That is not provided by yourself. Yeah that is literally provided by someone else.
1: You might pay for it, but
0: yeah, that's all you do. You but if it goes it. away, yeah, and you can't buy it. Think about what your life looks like. Yeah. And again, I don't say that to invite a spirit oh, of fear, no, but it is a spirit of being awake and alert yeah. and and understanding of what maybe you need to think about and prepare for a little differently yeah. if things had to if things happen. Yeah. It's true. It's the difference between worrying about it until you work yourself into a tizzy and you're basically chewing off your fingernails and your hair's falling out of your head. Because I got people that nothing, are doing that. There's
1: nothing. You can't. Don't, why worry about it if it hadn't happened? Exactly. Yet? It's not worth it. Be prepared. It.
0: Be prepared. There's a difference between worrying and being prepared. There's a line in there. Yeah. And I see people cross it.
1: Oh, yeah. So And, and you have plenty of
0: wood around here. Oh, yes. There's food here. Yeah. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of
1: heat. Yeah. There's plenty of things here. Yeah. But it's just interesting. I know we kind of drifted away a little bit, but it's all in the same, it's all in the same thought is when things start to break down, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. And the thing that, the, the thing where the COVID discussion comes in with that is it, what it did is it peeled back the veil yeah, on that world. And it showed you, because I felt like at times we were, ridiculously close to having anarchy happen.
1: Oh yeah, and always there was always rumors of something happening.
0: Yes, always the government's gonna. The military's mm-hmm. doing this, or I yeah. heard all kinds of stuff.
1: You know, I walked one day. I walked uptown to check my bill, and I saw somebody. And they they weren't from around my area, and they were telling me all these bad things that were <laughs> happening. And I was like, really. I was like, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't believe him. So I went home and I told Maria, I said, somebody's up saying this. I said, what do you think? And Mm -hmm. so she looked it up. She said, there's nothing happening there. Mm -hmm. Like, where does this stuff come from? I know.
0: That's the other thing too that I learned. I'm like, I don't trust anything anybody tells me. I don't either. I fact check everything. I I, I do too. I fact check it for myself because we found out clearly that there was so much bad information that was coming out on both sides of the coin. I just finally got to the point where I don't trust anything anybody tells me. Distrust and verify. And like the old saying, you should be trust and verify. No, 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 no. Distrust and verify. I
1: I distrust (laughs) anything anybody tells me. I'm
0: going to verify it for myself.
1: You know, know, these riots that were happening. Mm -hmm. You know, and they kept saying they're going to go to the small towns. No, they're not. And I was just like... Well, if they do, they do. That's that's what I said. I mean, that's all I said. Good luck, you know. And I was like, "That's fine, you know, whatever, you know." And I'm, and it's like they tr- they they were the whole narrative was to put people against each other.
0: Oh yeah, totally. I don't hate anybody. No, 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 no. If you got vaccinated, I don't hate you. I, uh, I'll tell you why I think it's bad. Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth. And and I think we've seen a lot of data now. And I. Okay, going back to that for just a quick second, because this is this is a story that I, I want to share because it's a firsthand experience. Okay, on that front of worrying about how people, what what it's potentially doing to people. Yeah, I would tell somebody not to get another vaccine. I had conversations with people telling them not to get vaccinated anymore because they were having a lot of problems, including uh, fertility problems. Oh, and wow! Kept having uh, miscarriages. Wow. Okay. Which is a known thing of what it does, especially to the females, right? To the girls. So I had, when I was when I was still at work, okay, I had six different people at work at one time that had cancer. Wow. Six. I did not have six the entire time. And I was there almost 12 years. I did not have six people at any, and, and the whole time I was there. I maybe had one or two other people that had cancer during that entire 10 years leading up to the last year or two I was there. And then when COVID happened and everybody started getting vaccinated, people started getting cancer and like crazy. And including people dying from stuff, mysteriously, or spouses dying from stuff suddenly. Commonality between all six people? Vaccine. Vaccinated. 100%. 100%.
1: Now, now we are not...
0: No, I'm but, just telling you the fact. That's a fact. Know, that's that, that. That's a fact. Take from that what you will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Take from that what you will. That is a uh, that is a fact. Yeah. That I have watched firsthand happen. And I'll go you one further. One of the people that w- were dealing with cancer, I talked to this individual, and they they told me. I asked them. I'm like, Do you think the shot had anything to do with it? You getting cancer? And he said, Kyle, there's not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. He said, "I absolutely think it has to do
1: with it. They wanted the, their goal is to kill people yes yes
0: if you if you take all this stuff and you look at the road to depopulation, okay, yeah, it
1: all makes sense because all roads lead to that didn't wasn't there well this deep dive in here <laughs> we but, don't do that here Ben, Return. but uh fraudshe." He was head of the whole HIV AIDS. Uh, yes. And look how many people died then. Yes. Can you imagine having something
0: like that happen now? Where, like, you know, you, your, well, your mortality rate, if you got COVID, was like 99%. Yeah. Likelihood is you're going to, you're going to 99% chance you're going to survive. Yeah. It was probably around the same as flu. The yeah. Flu, right. Well, when we were kids, if you got HIV, yeah, that was 100%. 100%. You
1: were going to die. And that was handled terrible. I remember we lived in Kokomo when I was a kid when Ryan White got it. Yes. And I remember the radio station bashing him in Kokomo.
0: He was a kid. A kid that got it through no not no means of his own, but yeah. through literally a blood transfusion because he was a hemophiliac. Yes. Yes. That's disgusting.
1: I know. And it was terrible, that radio disgusting. Station. And those guys kept their jobs, man. I know. It's, you know, he was just a kid. It's insane. Yeah, it's not like that. he was some sexual
0: pervert that was out there running around and I know. got it through, you know, whatever.
1: I know. and I, Or I,
0: drug user, because there's a lot of drug users getting it because they were sharing needles at the time. Yeah. Got and, it through no means of his own, man.
1: And the people that said it was God's judgment on the homosexuals, that's wrong, too. Why would you do that, man? I mean, don't, don't do that. That's not a way to win people to Christ. Oh, okay, here. Uh, Maybe so, it uh, is. I don't know, but I, only God knows. Quick, uh, sorry, but uh, I was talking with a buddy at work. And he goes to the 500 quite a bit. And he goes, what do you think about the Christians that stand out there, yellow people?
0: All the curbsiders? Yes. That are telling them, repent, go repent, you're going to hell? Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I said, well, the, it's hard to condemn a condemned world. I said, I have to question their salvation.
0: The people that are on
1: the sidewalk? Yes. Yeah. He was like, really? I said, yeah. I said, there's no sign of Christ in them. That's not what Jesus would do, man. No,
0: Our our example was Christ, and that's what we should model our...
1: We need to lead by example. Yes. We need, we need to follow Christ's example.
0: I had a guy do that to me in Chicago. I was walking by, and he was one of those dudes on the side. Oh, he yeah. Looked, he looks right at me and points right at me. He goes, you know you're going to hell, right? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm really not headed there, man. And over the next few seconds, you know, it was like, we had this interaction and he could tell, like, I'm not just some dude that's just yeah. walking down the street that is just living my life, man. I'm yeah, I'm living for the Lord. And he's like, good, God bless you. And then was just like, turned his attention away and went to the next person walking. He's yeah. was like, you know, you're going to hell, right? And pointing at him. And I'm like, oh my goodness, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like that is not, Jesus would never do that. No. Staying on the corner and tell everybody they're going to repent. They're going to hell. He met people where they were at. Yes. And related to them with where they were. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's what we need to do.
0: We do. It's a crazy world, Ben. And we live in it. And we do. So my friends, even though we talk about new variants, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just (laughs) take your pet and your... Vitamin and C. And your vitamin C and your zinc.
1: Although I've been taking vitamin C and it's tried to kill me twice. So. You did get stuck in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm... Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It's Just so, make
0: sure you can get your chewables. It hurts real bad. Get your chewables instead of
1: the swallows. Those are things that are huge. Get the chewables They taste like oranges. <laughs> I know. There's, maybe pay a little more, but it's worth it. Maybe I'm not old enough
0: to they, have. They say zinc. Zinc is where it's at. Yeah, zinc and vitamin C, but zinc specifically. So I will say zinc. I think did help me in the front part, and then I quit taking it, which was once I got past the worst stuff, and now
1: I've just been kind of lingering. You know, I've always listened to Hogan take my vitamins and prayers. You know, that's take your vitamins, kids, and pray, pray.
0: Now, never mind. Don't do drugs. Now, excuse me while I go do <laughs> drugs.
1: His heart was in the right place, though, when he said that. I think yeah, it probably was. You know, yeah, it probably was. But there you go. It's a scary world, folks. But it don't is. be afraid. Ah, don't be
0: afraid. Hang in there; it'll be all right. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. We'll call this one. uh We'll call this one. What? What is it when you get over COVID? You've recovered. Free at last. Free, free at, last. at last. Free at last. Free last I have natural immunity. Free at last. See now, if you've had if you've had COVID, even if you've got a vaccine, you have natural immunity. And yeah. they'll tell you it's funny too. You know, the same thing applies here. It applies to everything else that the government does. Little by little, they come out and they tell the truth. Eventually, so, I they deny, and lie, deny, and lie, and then eventually they come out and they tell you the truth.
1: Years ago, I was I messed my neck up, and I was doing like rounds of steroid shots, mm. and so it weakened my immune system, mm-hmm. and I got the flu. Yep. I was sick for like seven days I ran a fever of like hundred 104. <sighs> I laid in bed and I was miserable I wanted to die yeah, It's rough and I've never been that sick mm. but it was because my immune system was yep. weak yeah that's what happens yeah and I, I I tried to set up I would set up but I, I was I was delirious
0: yeah well, yeah you get that high
1: fever and you get yeah. But I played with Legos, you know, just to keep my buddy busy. There you go. Legos are amazing. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will bid you adieu until the next time.
0: Take care. Bye.